the Force be with you. Always. What's up, guys? I'm Daniel Logan, Boba Fett from Star Wars, Attack of the Clones, and The Clone Wars. You will listen to Call the Portion Podcast. So who talks first? You talk first, I talk first? Hello and welcome back to the Quarter Portion Podcast, the only Star Wars podcast that is a Jedi like its father before it. I am your co-host, Chris DeHoog, and I'm joined as always by my co-pilot, Patrick Fletcher. How are you, buddy? I'm good, buddy. I'm actually doing really good today because we have a really special guest. I got my, uh, I got my kid on the podcast today. I got my daughter, Karis, who's just started to get into Star Wars, and we're going to have a little conversation with her about it. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hello. So, uh, before we get into it, we like to ask everyone who comes on our show a little question. And that is, what is your earliest memory of Star Wars? I was watching a movie in class once, and I saw Anakin um, kill one of the Sith Lords with two lightsabers. You saw that in school? Yeah, but I think I remember the R2-D2, the robot R2-D2 one of your friends made. That's right. um, One of the things I was thinking, Karis, is that you didn't really, really get into any of the movies until I gave you the books, right? Yeah. Which books did I give you? The free prequels. That's right. The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Because most people that are on our podcast, like me and Chris, we saw movies a long time ago, and then we'd watch the movie, and then we'd read the novelization. But you went kind of the opposite way. You saw episode... Well, you read episodes one two and three in books first before you even saw the movies right mm-hmm. yeah what'd you think about the movies yeah. i think they were really good i like the movies more though i have to say you're liking them more because me yeah. and you so far we've gone through phantom Mass, attack of the clones and we've watched most of Revenge of the Sith, right? Like yeah. We skipped a little bit because we wanted to get a bit in for this podcast, but you already read it. I have to say, though, water looks a lot different than I imagined. You said that <laughs> first. It, like, Chris, I'll ask you on this, Chris, because one of the things that Karis has told me is that one of the things about the, the prequel books that she read, as opposed to the prequels, which she read first, Karis was having a bit of a hard time getting around what people and things looked like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Jar Jar so Binks. I imagined him looking a lot shorter and you, fluffier. You thought Jar Jar Binks would be shorter? Yeah, I thought he would be, like, really tiny. <laughs> you thought he'd be tiny? Yeah. I just imagined him as a tiny, stubby, fluffy, brown creature. Do you think he that's... Be- absolutely adorable. Do you think that's because maybe he wasn't described very well in the book? Because, yeah. Yeah? You think that was just a lack of description? Yeah. A lot of Watto. I never imagined he'd look like um, a fat bird thing. <laughs> <laughs> a fat bird thing? Yeah, he did kind of look like a little fat bird, didn't he? Yeah, I kind of imagined him looking kind of like a really tiny pixie. That's blue with wings. We kind of was, but he was kind of fat. He was a bird with a beak. A full-on beak. Right. <laughs> and I can't say that he was in good shape. Well, that's what he I was saying before. I said this to you, Chris, off the podcast last week, that Karis, I mean, one of her biggest critiques was that a lot of things in the books were kind of just left up to her imagination. And then when she watched the movies, things looked a little different than she expected. Chris, do you think that might be a a, a, like a, a because they're novelizations and not novels, you know what I mean. That people are 
um, expected to already know what these things look like. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that, right? Because you know, most people, like you and I, we've been reading the novelizations of the new movies as they come out. Like, you know, we watch the movie, then we read the book. So there's there's a lot of expectation, I guess, that I just didn't really notice before. Like, they're expecting us to know, have seen the movie or at least be familiar with it. Or in some cases, you know, some novelizations, not the ones I'm looking at. Like, I have the hardcover individual versions of these books. Sometimes they'll have the pictures in the middle of the books too, right? But uh, these ones just let such a high and dry, I guess. And uh, so that's interesting that you had such a different interpretation of the characters. Well, she really did, and I think that's a testament. That I think it's just a like a result of the fact that she read them before watching the movies, and that they're novelizations. Because Karis is a, I mean, my my kid's a big reader. She reads a lot of books. Um, she literally rips through them. Whereas I'm sure most of the novels that you read, Karis, you probably have a pretty good description in the books of what people look like. Yeah. Did you think that in the prequel novelizations that you didn't necessarily have a really good... Um, like, description? Yeah. Do you think the descriptions were, 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 weren't there? Yeah. Was that okay with you, though? Like, if you were just reading the book and never to watch a movie, do you think you... you you were okay with the vision you uh, came up with in your own head? I mean, I'd be fine with it because, I mean, the movies did come first, first, so they probably assumed that everyone would have watched the movies. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because we're only about, I mean, we've watched most of Revenge of the Sith together, but you've watched Phantom Menace and um, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Was there anything else that you, you thought was weird between the books and, and the movies that you saw that Not you can really. think of? Not really. No? I just remembered my earliest memory of Star Wars. I was like eight years old, maybe younger. I was at my friend's house, and we were little kids, so we were just playing with toys because we were kids. Mm -hmm. And on the TV, the first prequel movie was on and I remember um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan mm -hmm. Qui-Gon running into Jar Jar Binks yep. so yeah I was just like oh my god he looks funny <laughs> did you now you watched that way before I gave you those books right way way before like years before. but you weren't really paying attention because it was just something that was on TV you yeah. weren't like sitting down to watch a Star Wars no movie. I was I was playing with toys I was like six right eight, seven eight What's your who's your favorite character in the uh, in the prequels? Whether it's the oh. books or the movies, like either one. Who do you think your favorite character is? Do I have to pick one? No, you can pick I a liked, couple. You can do whatever you want. I liked Obi Wan. I liked Qui Gon a lot, and I liked the Master Window. His death was really sad. We just I'm watched very, that, didn't we? Yeah, I'm pretty mad at Anakin. <laughs> he was like, "What have I done? Super sad." Proceeds to join the Sith. Without any hesitation. Like, the moron he is. And then Padme is still like, I love you, even though you murdered children. Like, <laughs> what the heck, Anakin? This is really funny to me because a little while ago, we had one of our friends on who was a bit younger than me. Like, I'm a bit younger than your, oh, I'm quite a bit younger than your dad. But uh, our friend Avi is younger than me, even. And the first thing she saw was the prequels, but the movies. And she has such a different perspective on Anakin, and it totally blew your dad's mind, I think. So it's funny to see you having a similar reaction from the book version of, of Anakin. Yeah, I'm just really 
I really want to root for Anakin and be happy for him, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my god, I wish he died. (laughs) (laughs) Because if he died, everything would be so much better, because it's like... I hate to imagine Qui-Gon and Anakin's mom in the afterlife watching, and Anakin's mom just like, I am so disappointed, and Qui-Gon is like, I fully regret my decision. I have unleashed terror and rage upon the world. And Anakin's like, in my vision, Jedi are evil. Proceeds to murder a bunch of people who trusted him. Mm-hmm. Like, his logic is twisted. But remember the fact that Anakin, did, first of all, he didn't grow up with a... He, he... I will not feel pity for him. He killed <laughs> children. That's a Nothing very good way to look at it. can make me feel pity for him. The more he suffers, the happier I am. So, you- well, I'm going to tell you, honey, there's a lot, there's a lot of suffering coming for for Anakin slash Darth Vader over the next, you know, 35 years. Yippee! Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how you feel by the end of it. Yeah, I, guess. I do. I don't have the ability to feel sympathy for that cold. Heartless vessel. <laughs> yeah, but you really liked Anakin in the first in the first film, didn't you? I did, but now I hate him because he was such, he was a small, innocent, happy child. Like I'm gonna become a Jedi and save people. You're he breaking saved my heart, people. Anakin. He saved, <laughs> saved lives, and now he, he's murdering people. Oh, that's. So yeah, he's breaking my heart. That's a that's you're right. You're right. He did Go do ahead, a very Chris. very bad thing, and we shouldn't feel pity for him. But the way he was presented to us before this was, you know, we George Lucas wanted us to feel sorry for him, but I guess he's not pulling a fast one about you. I would feel pity if he didn't murder children and people, friends. He murdered Windu. He was my favorite. Like, oh my god. I didn't want to watch him die. Well, technically, Palpatine killed Windu, but Anakin kind of... Chopped off his arm. (laughs) Anakin's very complicit in that one. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That wouldn't happen without Anakin. But one thing I'll say to you, Karis, is that remember when Anakin was first running to the... When, when Mace Windu went to arrest the Chancellor Palpatine... Anakin was running to help Windu, that's but right. then he ended up chopping off his arm. That's right, because Palpatine used his Anakin's weakness, like, for his, his, his desire to, to think that, like, the things he planted in his head to tell him that the dark side of the Force is the only way that you can save Padme... He used well, that to, to trick Anakin. He literally is like, I'm going to use the force to choke my pregnant wife. Wow, <laughs> I'm so smart. Throws her in the ground. Wow, I must be Albert Einstein's twin. <laughs> Maybe spit my coffee Looks on like that one. Albert Einstein got all the brains. It's a good point. Tell me more about how you feel with Anakin, because you started the movies, you started the books. I like him, and I really want to root for him, because so, he used to be so nice. But then it just, like, chops off Windu's arm. Oh no, what have I done? Yo, Anakin, join the dark side. Okay, I just murdered somebody. I was just feeling bad, but never mind. I'll murder more people. I'll murder children. Children, Master Skywalker, we are scared. Please protect us. We're like nine. Pulls out lightsaber. Say no more. I'll end your lives and your fear. (laughs) And he's like, Padme, Padme, I murdered children. Okay, I still love you. 
Yeah, it was kind of weird that she forgave him so quick. Did you think that was kind of a weak part in the story? If that I she was, that she forgave him so quickly from if that? If I was Padme, I'd punch Anakin square in the face. <laughs> well, you remember, Karis, that he did that kind of an attack of the clones when he went and he killed the um, the Sand People, remember? And I he mean, came he back murdered and he, his mom. Well, that's right. But still, he came back and told Padme that. And she was just kind of like, yeah, it's okay. You thought that, Do you think that was kind of... I mean, if I was Padme, I'd be kind of uncomfortable because it's real. It would be real life if I was Padme. I'd be like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have murdered all of them. That was way too extreme. But hey, they murdered your mom. Yeah, Just I mean, don't do it again, or I'm going to have a freak out. That was Strike <laughs> Two, really. How the yeah. Go. <laughs> the younglings were Strike Two for him, I guess. Karis, you had another really good question earlier, but when we were talking before the podcast, and you said, and I never really thought about this, and Chris, maybe you have an answer for Karis on this. Karis asked, she said, why, when the Emperor, when, when Anakin turned to the dark side, why did the Emperor, why don't you ask? Remember about the Darth, you ask, you ask the question. Why did, why did they call him Darth Vader instead of Darth Skywalker, Darth Anakin? Does Anakin and Scott, do Anakin and Skywalker sound too sweet? Because they sound like pretty friendly names. What do you think? Chris? That's a that's a good question. Because, I, I well I mean, yeah, that's a good question. Because I don't I don't I don't really have a good answer for that. Like they usually just kind of made up a name on the spot. Like most of them have, you know, uh, there's a lot of names that are kind of almost silly because they sound like they're trying to be so hard to be a villain. You know, words like Darth Plagueis, like like a plague, and Darth Sidious, Darth like Bane, Insidious, like in, in yeah. some of the other books, yeah. Like Darth Sidious, yeah. like a disease that, like a rash that everyone wants to get rid of, but sure. they can't, and they want to cry because they hate him so much. Because what if they did? Because he he destroyed Anakin. Maybe that's part of the point, though. Cares? Maybe that's what the Sith do. They they want to take away your identity from before and give you something more. Evil? Dark and yeah, and villainous. Maybe that's why. They that end. When you asked me that question earlier, I didn't know how to answer. That end. I I don't think Palpatine would have wanted people to know that it was Anakin. Well, I mean, that being said, he at that point he still looked like a human. But I think Palpatine might have wanted to disconnect Anakin from the public as well. Like he might he might have been pretty well known to people in the Republic and. Yeah, it might have been bad for. Well, business. yeah, he would have been a Jedi hero of the Clone Wars, right? A but hero that... who murdered children. <laughs> well, the pu- the public doesn't know that, though, right? The That's public true. should. But if... they don't. They should, but the, the, but the government can, can hide yeah. that from them, so... If I was Anakin, I wouldn't let Windu murder Palpatine. Palpatine, yeah, but that was the thing. But, like, Anakin had been manipulated by Palpatine since he was, like, what, eight, nine years old? Palpatine is a Sith! Yeah, but he didn't know that. Nobody knew that until the very end, right? Well, still, he should have used his brain cells. <laughs> now he has none. I don't even think he has a brain anymore. Does he even have any organs? That's a, yeah, he does. He's just missing, like, both his legs and one of his arms. No, it depends on, on the book, too. Like, different, like, at the end of this book, I think they say, that, or, sorry, the end of Revenge of the Sith, I think they say that the lungs breathe for him in the suit, but other... Like other times, it seems like he's got some things remaining. I don't know. It's kind of a gray area, depending who's writing about right. him. I think. Well, here, Karis, here's another question for you. What do you think were the? What did you like about the books that you didn't like about the movies? Description. Description. I like how um, when Padme was like running up to Anakin, hugging him, and saying, "Oh, he said terrible things about you. He said you murdered Jedi, even younglings." 
I like how it describes how she was feeling. Like, she looked up at him, and she was like, he didn't say, murder younglings, me, that's crazy. Turned into dark side, me, that's insane. But he said, Obi-Wan is alive. I like the description. Mm-hmm. And I also like the ends, where it's just describing, this is how it feels to be Anakin Skywalker. Basically, just a bunch of terrible emotions he's feeling. I really like that description. I don't know how they put it in the movie, but I really like it. Yeah, but you make a really good point, kiddo, because in a lot of books, that's one of the things that you can get out of a book that's really hard to get out of a movie is people's internal dialogue, things they're thinking in their own head, right? You can mm-hmm. you can portray in a, in a book a lot more easily the things people are feeling and, and, and dealing with emotionally than you can when it's just on a screen with people talking because a lot of the emotional things we deal with in our lives are going on in our own head. It's not something that we're just talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And plus, plus, normally the books are written after the movie, so in a lot of cases, authors have some movie footage to work with, so they can kind of... I think that was a really good point, Chris, too, because Karis is, Karis is a big reader. She reads a lot of books. But I think this is the first time Karis has read a novelization, which is a kind of a, a version of a movie that's already come out. You know, so she Karis isn't getting a lot of the... Like what she was talking about earlier, where Karis isn't getting a lot of description as to the way people looked. But as reading the novelizations first, she's getting a lot of input as to what people are feeling and thinking. I hate Darth Vader. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, there, there's there's I a weird Anakin. interplay between the I book being written died. and the movie being made. Like they have some access to some things. So maybe the, that's actually a good point too. Like maybe they didn't have a final version of Watto to look at. When, when James Brooks was uh, writing that, that Phantom Menace novelizations, or ter- sorry, Terry Brooks um, was writing that novelization, so maybe he didn't have anything to, to describe. Well, that's another thing that, like, kind of from what Karis was talking about, is the fact that you have these, the, sometimes these novelizations are based just off scripts, too. So you'll have things in the novelization that don't even end up in the movie. So Karis probably has a better handle on the, the, the emotional quality of the prequels. Because mm-hmm. she read the books, and there's probably stuff that's in the books that was in the script that never even made the movie. She probably knows more intimate things about the characters that even I do from the. Oh yeah, like the she read those books, not. right? The, the the very last scene where Anakin's like uh, where the suit's turning on and everything, and like he's he's waking up as Vader for the first time. It's gut wrenching. It's really sad. Um, I don't is. care. I don't feel pity. Well, <laughs> murdered, it's po- it's possible to be children. sad but not feel pity. I think in this case, anyways. But yeah, like but like the way it's written is just it's really painful. Like it's a it's a really like you really get a lot of perspective that you don't get from the movie. In the movie, it's just some pieces of metal being put on him. The only thing I can really say is it sucks to be you. I guess <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it. You murdered your wife. You murdered your friends. You. Just murdered a bunch of Karis people. Karis really, really hates, hates Darth Anakin. Vader. She really... I really hate him. But Chris, Chris, I think Karis is making a really good point here. I feel because nothing I, but hatred for Well, him. see, I keep kind of trying to tell Karis here, was, well, you know, think about the think about this and think about that. I keep trying to tell my kid here, like, That's think, no think about excuse. where she came from. But I think, Karis, one of the things that I was going to say was, is because me and Chris started this series from the very middle. We started with Star Wars, which was episode four. The prequels hadn't come out yet. So we only got to see Darth Vader as like an evil person right from the beginning, right? And then we got to kind of see his 
his his closure of his story through the trilogy, whereas you got to see him right from the beginning, from when he was a child. So you from see, when he was the cutest, tiniest, and the most innocent kid ever that I just want to hug. Yep. But at the same time, I want to kill. That's because not really he, not the child actually. The child I love. <laughs> the adult I despise. It's <laughs> okay. But I think Karis brings up a good point because she's seeing this from a, like the beginning of a perspective that me and you. Yeah, it, it, it's it's um, not only the way that we saw, it, but it's the way that George Lucas wrote it too. Because he, his vision, his vision changed a lot over the course of decades on how this would all play out. So you know what he had in his mind when he when he wrote and made Star Wars, the first like the New Hope episode four, could have been very different from what he actually made in the prequels. You know, there's all there's a lot of revision and change. Well, yeah, and I, I think that Karis, because Karis started reading them from episode one, she has a lot. I think Karis has a lot more reason to dislike Anakin than we do. <laughs> I will never feel pity for him, no matter what he goes through, no matter how much. Even if they like added a lot more trauma and sadness to his past than there already is, I will never ever feel pity for that empty vessel that has a hole where his heart should be. It's well put. I'm, I'm I'm very interested to see what you're gonna think <laughs> of Vader in the other movies, though, because say that again, Chris. Yeah, so sure. that clear. I'm very curious to see how what you're gonna think of Vader in the other movies because the way he is in A New Hope and the way he is in some newer versions, like from the Disney years, there's a lot of different versions of him that pop up. So I'm I'm curious to see how your perception of him is gonna change over time. I I I don't think you're gonna like him any better, but I'm curious to see what you, how you react. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to laugh at his pain. <laughs> a line note from the second movie, my favorite part, random addition to this conversation. My favorite part from the second movie was when that one guy was walked up to Obi-Wan and was like, want to buy some death sticks? You do not want to sell me death sticks. I do not want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. That's great. <laughs> I found that absolutely hilarious. It was good. Yeah, somebody should do that to Anakin. Um, Anakin you don't want to turn like, to the dark side. <laughs> I want to murder. Uh, like some, I wish a Jedi just walked in and he's like, you do not want to turn to, um, over to the dark side. I don't want to become a Sith. You want to go home and rethink all your life choices. I want to go home and rethink all my life choices. Because it would probably work considering he lost all his brain cells after he watched. Um, That's a great solution. AKA, he chopped his arm off. But remember the conversation, Karis? Karis had a really good question for me a couple of weeks ago, and she said. Um, Karis said, "Why doesn't um, why doesn't the Force work on?" On Watto. On, on Watto, right. But then I, in the second movie, it exposed that Padme was like, are you using the force on me? And then Anakin, a.k.a. the murderer, said, the force only works on weak minds, like mine. And that's what I told Kiris. I said there's there's a moment in the original trilogy which kind of explains that. I mean, spoiler spoiler alert for Kiris, but I already told her. <laughs> I was like, Obi Wan makes a makes a point of that, saying that the Force can have a strong influence on the weak minded. And obviously, Watto didn't have a weak mind. He's smart. He's a terrible bird, but he's really smart. <laughs> you still picture him as a bird. We kind of there, there is a bird element to it, yeah. That that moment was was engineered for people like me and your dad who were like who expected that to work. We were just as surprised as Qui Gon when it didn't. <laughs> What'd you think of Jar Jar Binks? 
Yes, I absolutely forgot about him. He's one of my favorites. I love him. Now, did you like him? Did you like him both, like in the book and in the films? I liked him more in the films. More in the movies. What What was it in the books that was like not as good? Nothing. I just preferred him in the movies. Do you think he was described improperly, like Watto was? Yeah, but it just. Dad, look at this. Tell me this doesn't look like a bird. Karis is bringing up a picture on her phone of Watto, and actually she's quite right. He looks like a bird. Even his feet have kind of like webbed. Yeah. Yeah, that's... What a... even is he? He's so ugly. Like, my God. <laughs> so, Chris, this could be like an entire other podcast topic because we have somebody who's getting into the prequels to the Star Wars story from episode one that loves Jojo Binks. Yeah, I think we're going to have to check in after the next trilogy. What you like? What you like about him? Like, what was it that you liked about Jar Jar Binks? Let me just say this: I love Jar Jar Binks as much as I hate Anakin. Wow. And that's a lot. Go I ahead. just think, even though Jar Jar Binks has terrible grammar, and the grammar is even <laughs> worse when you have to read it, <laughs> I think that he's a really sweet character, and I feel like there are so many moments where he's just hilarious. When Padme was, like, telling Jar Jar Binks, like, yo, take me to your people. And he's like, excuse me, moi? And I just found that pretty funny. Did you like his voice? you like the way he talks? <laughs> I expected it to be a bit deeper. Yeah, you said that before. You said you expected his voice because, again, let's not forget that Karis <laughs> read the books first. I love his voice. It's adorable. I just love Jerry Durbanks because he's just—he's such a cute character. He's so—he can be naive, but I just love him so much. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Well, that's okay. You don't have him. to if you love yeah, him. Yeah, it's reaction. It's natural. <laughs> what do you think of that, Chris? That's 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 an interesting perspective. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I I get it. It makes perfect sense. Like he was designed. Like, Lucas wanted a character who's going to appeal to kids. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that it worked. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't work for me when I was the same age watching this for the first time when it came out in theaters. But um, I had already seen the other movies, and I kind of thought he was a little too, like, a little too silly for my taste. But but that's... Yeah. Because you'd already seen the original trilogy first, too, and Karis hasn't seen that yet. So, yeah, if, if coming into it from without that, you know, that other vision of the movies i think i would have a totally different reaction you're right like even even amy it kind of said the I same thing really... too right like you know it wasn't it wasn't a thing it was just this funny character so i think karis is coming from a really cool perspective as being a kid who's starting literally from episode one and all the rest of us started somewhere in between excuse me go ahead karis there's always a big <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the things when Karis was watching Phantom Menace, she was watching it one night and I was at home and we were texting back and forth as she was watching the movie and she texted me that line. There's always a bigger fish. That was one of her favorite parts of Phantom Menace. <laughs> if Anakin ended up killing Obi-Wan, I would, I'm so, it, I mean, it wouldn't make sense for it to happen, but if it did, I would cry and cry and cry until I ran out of tears. Yeah. Luckily that didn't happen. It would be a different story if Anakin used his brain that's probably gone. He probably lost, it probably dissolved when he watched Windu die. Because that's the only explanation. Okay. If he used his brain and didn't join the dark side and killed Palpatine, I feel like the story would be a lot different, more 
But it would have would it have been as exciting? Do you think it might have been more boring? Because it would have creates... been really boring because nothing would have happened. I just yeah. wish there was like an alternate ending where Anakin used that brain and said no and stabby stab. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's the way to think of all drama because you read stories that you love and the reason that we like them is because our characters that we love, they face indecision and they face conflict and they face tragedy and if I they didn't face any of those things, they wouldn't have become the characters mm-hmm. that they were, right? I just feel like everyone would have been happier if Anakin used that little brain of his. But I'm glad it didn't <laughs> because I really like the movies and they wouldn't have happened if not. Let's just uh, stop for a moment and listen to a tune from the Cantina Band. Heroes Comics is Southwestern Ontario's largest comic book and collectible store. Located in the heart of downtown London at 186 Dundas Street, Heroes specializes in new and vintage comics, along with action figures, statues, and collectibles of all types. Whether you're looking for Star Wars comics and toys, or the latest graphic novels, manga, and trade paperbacks, Heroes has something for fans of all stripes. For more information, visit heroescomics.ca. Curbside pickup, delivery, or mail orders are now currently available. We also have a special shout-out for our Patreon supporters. Thank you, Barry Norton. By becoming a backer for as little as $1 a month, you can gain access to bonus content, like previews, looks behind the scenes and outtakes, and polls to help shape the future of our network. Or at the $5 tier, you can get a shout-out in each episode, as well as other future perks. For more info on this, check out patreon.com slash quarterportionpodcast. Now back to the show. And we're back. So I wanted to ask you, you mentioned earlier that you liked Qui-Gon a lot. How do you think things would have been different if Qui-Gon had lived and been the one to teach Anakin? Do you think he would Anakin would turn out better? I mean, I'm not sure because Qui-Gon was much more trained than Obi-Wan. But at the same time, I feel like... I don't think it was Obi-Wan's fault that Anakin turned out that way. Obi-Wan did nothing wrong. He did the best he could. I, but I feel like even if Qui-Gon trained Anakin, Anakin would still turn out rotten. I feel like even if Obi-Wan was the best Jedi in the world, smart as ever, taught Anakin everything he um, that Qui-Gon, that the entire Jedi Council knew, combined together, no matter how good of a teacher Anakin had... Even if Qui-Gon taught Anakin, I feel like Anakin would still hmm. end up evil. Because it wasn't Obi-Wan's fault. It was Anakin's fault. And Anakin can't blame anybody but himself. Because, I mean... That's a, that's a very good point. I'm not sure, but maybe Qui-Gon would have kept Anakin more away from Palpatine. I don't have anything to say that's true. But perhaps that would have happened. I feel like if Anakin was kept away from Palpatine, everything would be fine. Because it's just like, it's even if Qui-Gon taught Anakin, I don't think that would have changed. Because he'd still be close with Palpatine, so he'd feel bad about him dying, so he'd try mm, to protect him. That's true. So I just feel like no matter what happened, Anakin would have turned bad. The only way I can see a different outcome is if Obi-Wan kept Anakin away from Palpatine or if Qui-Gon lived and kept Anakin away from Palpatine yeah that was definitely the that's really the only way I can say that was definitely a very big factor yeah I think you're you're right like I'm I've always been kind of quick to say that Qui-Gon would have fixed things but you know who's to say this wasn't his Anakin's fate 
or that this isn't what the Force wanted for him in a way. So, since you haven't seen the other movies, where do you think it goes from here? Lots of raspy, ugly breathing. <laughs> like, <gasps> <gasps> coming from a dummy himself. For Halloween, I dressed up as Darth Vader and two of my friends were scared. <laughs> I know. And I just pretended to be a really dumb version of Darth Vader, dumber than he already is. No, you and were great. No, I was pretending to be dumb. Like, oh, the dumbest <laughs> version of Darth Vader. Like, where am I? I lost. Proceeds to get pulverized by a stormtrooper. So you probably wouldn't have done that now, having seen the movies, I guess. Like... <laughs> but just like, no matter... Like, even if Yoda... Or Master Windu, or any member of the council, Jedi Council. No matter who taught Anakin, if Anakin was close, if Anakin was close with Palpatine, I feel like nothing would have changed. Cause it's just like, it's their bond that's causing Anakin <laughs> to be evil. Yeah, that that connection with Padme, that's the, that's the other big part of him, right? Like, it's not just that Palpatine got in his head. It's the, the reason why Palpatine was able to get into his head was because he loved Padme. So, again, if Qui-Gon could have kept him away from Padme, that's a good point, too. And in the books, Anakin never said... I mean, in the books, Anakin said, I'm going to marry you. But in the movies, I didn't see that. So Anakin, I don't think he was, like, crushing on Padme. Maybe he admired her, but I don't, don't think he had a crush on her in the movies yet. So if I feel like Qui Gon could have just kept Anakin away from Padme, oh, and away from pa um, Palpatine in the process, and then Anakin would never marry Padme. He never grow obsessed with her. Basically, he never join the dark side, and everything hmm. would be fine. You might, you might just be right. Uh, I just had one, one, one other question for you. See, speaking of the Jedi, what do you, what do you think of the Jedi as, as a whole? Like, do you think they're a good group of, you know, that like they do their job? well you think i feel like they're very good people i just feel like the sith has have the sith have twisted anakin's view on them because i mean anakin used to love them until he got manipulated but not really kind of just yo join the dark side the jedi are totally evil <laughs> totally not me totally not the ones trying to take over the universe Hmm, who should I believe? People I've looked up to my whole life? Or this one guy that's pro that's a Sith that would probably kill me without hesitation? Sure, <laughs> I'll believe you. Like, the Jedi are good. Maybe some of them can be a bit bad, but I feel like they're doing all they can, and I don't think they're, like, corrupt or power-hungry or anything. I think they're good. The Sith are evil. The Sith are the bad ones. You know, that, that's a that's a really good point you made. Like like a I kind of always missed how quickly he says you know the Jedi are evil from my perspective. But you know, t twenty minutes ago in the movie you didn't think this, and all of a sudden you're fighting your best friend and teacher to the death over it. That's a that's a really good point. He really does quickly turn around on it. And does you know does he really believe that, or is he just saying what he thinks he has to say? I'm just so disappointed <laughs> in Anakin. We all should be very. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the books and the movies so much. No matter what happens, my hatred for Anakin will always burn with the never-ending flame. <laughs>
I, I'm very curious to see what you're going to think of the other ones for various reasons, but uh, that's a topic for a different day. For now, I'm just glad, it's, good, it's good to have you on the show. Your dad's been letting me know all, all your opinions, and it's nice to hear it straight from you. You have a lot of great insight. Thanks for, uh, thanks for chatting with us today. No problem. I enjoyed it. Well, it's, uh, it's time to sign off. If you enjoyed this episode, please like it and tell a friend. Our network of Star Wars shows is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else podcasts are free, with new episodes every third Friday. Don't forget to subscribe on your service of choice so you never miss a new discussion. And please consider supporting us on Patreon to help shape the show and access bonus content. Got a question or comment on today's episode or anything else in the Star Wars universe? Drop us a line on Twitter at Kyber Club or on Facebook and Instagram at Quarter Portion Podcast. Your opinions and questions are worth 60 portions to us. Ask a question and we'll gladly answer it on the show. You can find me on Twitter at Django Fletch. And on YouTube at Wilderness Wisdom. And I'm on Twitter at Hookathy. Until the next time, may you be one with the Force. And may the Force be with you. This has been a production of the Quarter Portion Podcast Network.